Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 23rd of May. On Monday, the Delhi Commission for Women issued a statement on their inquiry into the condition of safety and security of girl students in four government-run schools and termed their findings as, quote, pathetic, unsafe and deeply disturbing, unquote, the Indian Express reported. The inquiry came after two minor girls were molested in their classroom by unknown persons earlier this month. The survey team, including DCW chairperson Swati Malival and others, surveyed four MCD schools in Arunanagar, Keval Park, Mustafabad and Bhati Mines. They said they initiated the inquiry into the safety of girls in primary schools after receiving multiple complaints. Malival tweeted in Hindi, and I quote, I am shocked to see the hopeless condition at these MCD schools. These schools are horror houses where students and teachers are extremely unsafe. MCD is running schools where girls are forced to defecate in the open. So much for the total sanitation campaign. Unquote. India Today reported that the survey teams discovered used syringes, drugs and alcohol bottles on the school premises during its inspection. On May 5th, Malival had said, and I quote, In an MCD-run school in Bhajanpura area, two girl students sitting inside their class were molested by an unknown person. He went to their class and removed the clothes of the girls. He then removed his clothes and urinated in front of the class, unquote, the Hindustan Times reported. The DCW flagged 15 issues it came across in these schools. The issues include a lack of security guards, dilapidated and unsafe buildings, criminal activities occurring inside the campus, a lack of CCTV cameras, lack of midday meals, missing teachers, lack of hygiene, unsanitary toilets, broken furniture, lack of proper drinking water, missing boundary wall, overcrowding of classes, lack of counsellors, lack of proper grounds and sports facilities, and poorly lit corridors. A notice has been issued to the MCD commissioner in the matter. The commission has also demanded urgent improvements in the situation and actions against the officials responsible for the dismal condition of the schools, NDTV reported. Three days after he walked out of prison following bail, Samajwadi Party leader Azam Khan took oath as an MLA in the UP Assembly today, News 18 reported. His son Abdullah Azam also took oath as a member of the UP Assembly today. Khan had walked out of prison on May 20th after 27 months. The MLA from Rampur Sadar was released after the Supreme Court granted him an interim bail in the 89th case registered against him. Monday also marked the first day of UP Assembly budget session, which began with loud opposition protests during Governor Anandi Bain Patel's address. SP members began sloganeering and showing placards in the well of the house over issues related to law and order, farmers, stray cattle and rape. Just before the session, Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath had said, and I quote, I welcome and greet all the honourable members. The session starts today. It begins with the Governor's speech. This is a tradition. I say with confidence that the manner in which the Governor's guidance is being received, the House will be able to run smoothly, unquote. The CM also said any conduct which would be against the members of the House will not be tolerated. However, his hopes for a smooth run of the House were dashed. Following opposition's protest, the House has been adjourned till 11am tomorrow. The first budget of Adityanath's second term as Chief Minister will be presented on May 26th. 
a trial court in Kerala on Monday pronounced a former state government employee guilty in connection with the 2021 case pertaining to the dowry death of his wife. Live Law reported. The Kolam District Additional Sessions Court found Kiran Kumar, who was an additional vehicle inspector with the State Motor Vehicle Department, culpable for the 22-year-old Vismaya V. Nair's death. She was found dead at her in-law's house in an alleged death by suicide due to dowry harassment and domestic violence last June. Indian Express reported that Kiran's quantum of sentence is likely to be announced on Tuesday. After Vismaya's death, Kiran was dismissed from his government service and charged under various sections of the IPC, including 304B, dowry death, in September. The 500-page charge sheet said that Vismaya died by suicide due to dowry harassment. Vismaya, an Ayurveda medicine student, sent messages to her cousin claiming that her husband had beaten her many times over a car that was given as a part of a dowry. Two days later, she was found dead. Eleven months after the incident, Judge Sujit Kain has held Kiran guilty under Sections 306, Abatement of Suicide, 498A, Cruelty by a Husband or a Relative, and 506, Punishment for Criminal Intimidation of the IPC. His bail, which was granted by the Supreme Court, has also been cancelled by the court and Kiran now faces arrest, the News Minute reported. In an audio clip that emerged a day before the verdict, Vismaya purportedly told her father, and I quote, If I'm made to live here, you will not see me again. I cannot bear it anymore. Acha, I want to come back. I'm scared. I will be beaten. Unquote. Listeners, every day we come across multiple reports on crime against women in India. While some cases are highlighted by the media, some are forgotten in the humdrum of news cycles. Most of the times, though, after the initial headline of a rape or assault, the aftermath is often missing from the public eye. How does a case of heinous crime such as sexual assault on children is followed by authorities? And are these cases always solved with the sensitivity and efficiency that is required? In 2016, Delhi police found that an 11-year-old girl had suffered sexual assault. The details of the assault are quite horrendous and gut-wrenching. The victim was an orphan and had an intellectual disability and could not easily explain to the police what had happened to her. This year, the sole alleged culprit of the case walked free. My colleague, Nidhi Suresh, investigated the case from the beginning, how the police responded and how other authorities related to the case dealt with the process. Read her report titled, How an Incompetent and Apathetic System Denied Justice to a Child Rape Victim on Newslaundry.com. It is a two-part series with the second report titled How Delhi Police Botched the Investigation into a Disabled Child's Rape. Read the reports to know how those who raped a minor girl with an intellectual disability went unpunished because the network of individuals and institutions didn't do their job. Listeners, if you like the work that we do and want more in-depth investigations like this, do consider subscribing to News Laundry. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence only because we don't depend on them for ads. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you aren't already a part of our ad-free system, subscribe by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from Rs 300 a month. 
A district court in Varanasi will decide on Tuesday how the trial in the Gyanwapi Mosque case will proceed, NDTV reported. Advocate Vishnu Jain, representing the Hindu side, said, and I quote, The hearing was completed and the decision has been kept reserved. The next date of hearing will be given. We had given an application to provide us with CD and photographs of the report submitted by the Commission, unquote, the Times of India reported. A 30-minute hearing took place at the Varanasi District Judges' Court on Monday, days after the Supreme Court transferred the case to the senior-most judge here. The court had said, and I quote, This is a complex and sensitive matter. We think that the suit will be heard by a district judge instead of a trial judge, because better if a more seasoned hand hears it, unquote. NDTV reported that the Mosque Committee wants a quote-unquote maintainability case to be heard first, and the court will decide tomorrow if it will accept that request. According to the last week's hearing, after the Hindu side alleged a shivling was found inside the Vazukhana of the Gyanwapi Mosque, the local court had ordered an immediate sealing of the area. On Tuesday, the Varanasi court will decide whether to invite objections on the survey report of the mosque or conduct a hearing on Order 7, Rule 11 application of the Masjid Committee first. The Hindus wanted the objections to be heard, while Muslims wanted their request to be decided, the bar and bench reported. Meanwhile, Congress MP in Rajya Sabha, Vivek Tankha, alleged that issues like Gyanwapi Mosque were being raked to divert public attention from problems such as rising inflation and unemployment, Indian Express reported. After spending two nights in jail, Congress leader Navjot Singh Sidhu was taken to Rajendra Hospital in Patiala under heavy security on Monday morning for medical examination, PTI reported. Sidhu has been sent to Patiala Central Prison to serve a one-year sentence in a 1988 road rage case. A 65-year-old man named Gurnam Singh had died in the incident. The Supreme Court on the one-year jail term had stated that any undue sympathy in imposing an inadequate sentence would do more harm to the justice system and undermine the public confidence in the efficacy of law. According to the PTI report, Sidhu suffers from multiple medical conditions like embolism and liver ailment. In 2015, he also underwent treatment for acute deep vein thrombosis at a hospital in Delhi. It is reported that the 58-year-old leader has requested a special diet in jail, but the court will take a call on this after a report is submitted. His counsel, HPS Verma, said a board of doctors will carry out a detailed medical examination. He said, and I quote, the Board of Doctors will see what special diet is required and then it will submit its report in the local court in Patiala, NDTV reported. Several Congress supporters reached Rajendra Hospital after Sidhu was brought here. The former Punjab Congress chief was sent to jail on May 20th after he surrendered before a local court. On Monday, US President Joe Biden claimed that US forces would defend Taiwan militarily if China attempted to take control of the self-ruled island by force, the AFP reported. Biden said, and I quote, We agreed on the One China policy. We signed on to it. But the idea that it can be taken by force is just not appropriate. It would dislocate the entire region and would be another action similar to Ukraine, unquote. Under the One China policy, the US acknowledges China's position that Taiwan is a part of China, but has never officially recognized Beijing's claim to the island of 23 million, CNN reported. 
The remark was made in Tokyo, where he is meeting with Japan's Prime Minister ahead of a summit on Tuesday, NDTV reported. He warned Beijing was already, quote, flirting with danger right now by flying so close and all the maneuvers undertaken, unquote. The AFP report said the statement was in reference to a growing number of Chinese sorties, naval exercises and construction in the region viewed as a projection of its growing power. In retaliation, China's Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin later told reporters that, quote, Taiwan is an inalienable part of China's territory, unquote, the AFP reported. Wenbin said, and I quote, The Taiwan issue is a purely internal affair for China. On issues touching on China's core interest of sovereignty and territorial integrity, China has no room for compromise or concession, unquote. When being added that China would always defend its interests with the force of its 1.4 billion population. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.